Interested in energetics, intention, alignment, integrity, and ethics? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Sacred Leadership Podcast. This space is for you to gain inspiration, wisdom, and knowledge from exceptional leaders to support you in your leadership journey. I'm your host, Amber Gordon, trained therapist and intention and alignment coach here to ask all the deep questions to get the raw truths. Settle in, take a breath, set your intention for what you're open to receiving from this episode, because it is time to drop in. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Sacred Leadership Podcast. I have my new bestie, Julie, joining me today. As a graduate of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, Julie began her practice as a health coach, attracting clients primarily struggling with fertility issues. She integrated Akashic Records reprogramming into her practice, complementing it with channeled soul work assignments to help clients develop a self-trust routine, unlock fertility, experience an orgasmic birth, and find new identity powers during postpartum. Julie's holistic approach incorporates somatic healing, focusing on connecting the body and the mind, calling in subconscious memories to be processed and released within the conscious mind, which is something I am all about. And I know that this is going to be really juicy because Julie and I had a nice little get together, a nice little meet and greet, a little pre-interview, if you will, just the other week. And we could not stop talking. There was just like so much stuff coming up, so many things that we were interested in learning from each other and so many things that we aligned with and so much good information that I feel like is just things that we really need to know because it's more about like remembering, right? Like the truth of who we are and what we're here to do and how our bodies work essentially. Um, and being able to help you to connect with that. And that is one of Julie's specialties. So I really found it very interesting when you shared with me just like a little bit of how you got to this place, because this is actually a second career for you brought to you through your lived experience. So if you feel comfortable, I would love for you to share with everyone listening a little bit about your story and what you got here. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, like I feel like when we first talked to each other, we're like, oh my gosh, like we felt so empowered by each other. And I am so, so honored to be here right now. Yeah, the whole journey of Akashic Records and this discovery of the soul and remembering what is the soul? What, why are we here? What are we doing here? That was not that organic for me. I grew up in a household where my mom was a tower reader. She would love everything holistic. She was a piano teacher, but I really wanted to go the other way. I wanted to go finance. I was a very ambitious young teenager that wanted to work in Wall Street in New York. That was my dream. So by age 18, I said to work in investment banking, like uh, I was born in France and you have this like option to work and study at the same time. And I said to work right away. I was always excited to work and like see what life has for me. And then I did all my studies in France until my master's degree in finance, went to New York, tried to work on Wall Street. Did not happen because I didn't have a visa. I was a little too much ambitious. I'm like, just like a little dreamy girl. But I did met an American guy that became my husband now for the past 10 years. And once I got my visa, I said to work in finance again in New York. And this is when it hit me. Like we got married. We wanted to have children. 
And I had to face the fact that I did not have any ovulation. I did not bleed for mm. two years. This two, was two years, no cycle. Two years, no cycle. Wow. And it was mainly because of my very severe PCOS condition. I had so much cysts around both of my ovaries that my eggs could not be extracted. I could not ovulate. So obviously you go to an OBGYN like that. They're like, well, you're going to need fertility treatment. And I was like, no, like, I mean, I was like, can we, there must be another way before I get into this like artificial treatment or whatever. I have a voice inside of me that felt really strong that something was about to bring me a new consciousness, a new awareness about life and how we actually create life. So this is when I started my spiritual awakening. I went back to what my mom was always advising me to do. Yes. And she was such a good supporter. She started to like introduce me to this woman who was doing Akashic records reprogramming. So now the reprogramming part is very important because I feel like we know a lot about the Akashic records. We, we hear a lot about these memories that are the memories of your soul's journey. So like basically your past lives, right? Mm-hmm. So one has to believe in past life to like really believe in these records. But once you're in there, you realize that your soul has been through many incarnations on earth and has carried many traumas many are so ego action oriented yeah ego action oriented and you need to free your soul from that and this is when i realized i had so much trauma in my womb space mm, so much wow. masculine energy too right like think about yeah. like this very career driven young girl she's very masculine she wants to have control she is seeking finance and control and power which is pretty masculine driven So I had to completely lean into my feminine side, which was a lot about vulnerability, being seen the way I am, expressing my true needs, my shadows, like really being in that more receiving energy instead of doing. And that was a pretty hard healing journey for me. Like I had to deconstruct a lot of things that I believed that was not acting in the best case scenario for me. And I started to see this woman for the Akashic Records reprogramming. It did amazing in my whole body, started to like respond to uh, acupuncture because I was do acupuncture before it would not really respond. Then my body started to respond to acupuncture. And within nine months of lots of supports, like herbal support, lots of uh, meditation. I started to like really work with getting to know my body, do a lot of inner travel myself. And this reprogramming, I think I did at least three or four Akashic Records reprogramming. Within a nine month period, I got pregnant at the end Mm. of this nine month time. Wow. And that was like the big awakening, right? Like this is where like, I was like, okay, woman needs to know about this. There's another (laughs) solution. This is crazy. Like we're getting to know how much trauma, how much memories, how much belief you hold in your physical vessel that are actually acting against you uh, for getting what you want, for getting that health that you know you, you should, you deserve it. You deserve to be healthy, right? 
but you would not have these body issues in order to like really open your consciousness in, in order to really getting into that authentic version of yourself. So when I got pregnant, I decided to quit finance and I decided to go to IIN to become a certified health coach. I wasn't sure I could do Akashic Records then. I was like, okay, let's see where it goes. I was very new to this world and, and it felt very impressive to me to read records. So, and then I said to, as you said, like attract clients. I was specializing in the blood type diet and fertility diet. And I said to have this woman coming to me to feel better in their body, to feel more energized. It was in New York City. It was fun. It was like trendy, right? We want to feel health, healthy and energized. And at the end, like all of them said to confess to me that, oh, I'm saying to get pregnant. I, I would like to get pregnant, but I'm struggling. Mm, and yeah. one of my her moment was this woman, she was like, listen, it's been two years. I'm trying to get pregnant nothing really is wrong with me. I'm having my period every month. I just feel something is, I can't, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it must be my subconscious. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she needs an Akashic Records reprogramming. And it's interesting because the, the few months with my course as IAN, I went to France for a few seminars to learn on how to do Akashic Records reading. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to jump in the unknown and do it for her. And <laughs> it felt like, seriously, the first time I, I had no vision. I was like, okay, let's do it. Like you're like, oh no, I don't see it. <laughs> and it was terrifying. I was like, oh my gosh, like maybe I'm not like, I'm not ready for this. So I don't know. And then like, I was like, okay, I have to say, I have to like, I was like, show, show me something. And the only thing that could come to my mind was an image of a bed. That was it. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to say that, I guess. I was like, well, mm -hmm. I'm seeing a bed. And then as soon as I say it out loud, right, as soon as I show that I was trusting and surrendering yes, yes. to that faith, the story started to unfold in my mind. I started to see like a whole story. From the bed, I went to like an incredible story. And I was like, oh my gosh. So like, I keep, like I kept saying, everything I was seeing and the more I was talking to my client, telling her what I was seeing, I, I would see more things. And then the reprogramming came in. And when I say reprogramming, it's basically instead of for that specific story, instead of having a rejection at the birth, it was actually like a lineage above her. In a, it was a transgenerational trauma. It was a rejection of a baby at birth. Instead of rejecting the baby, what happened is that our presence, the healing energy, bring the mom to put her hand on the baby's body. And right there, she felt the love. She felt her love for her baby, and the baby felt the love of the mother. And that right there, I saw in the cellular level, on the cells of the body of my client in front of me, everything light up. Everything light up. It was like this big wave coming out of the cells it was oh, wow. magnificent and so we do that she cries a lot it's just like this huge emotion, <laughs> emotional yeah. release and two months later she was pregnant oh beautiful. and this is when everything started i was like this is it this is it <laughs> this is what <laughs> i'm here for yeah. oh this is working and since then i mean that was like 2018 
And since then, she's been off. She talked to all of her friends about me. And then I've been having more and more people knowing about me. It's a lot of words by mouth. And with the years, like women came to me for other issues, any kind of subconscious issues, like love relationship. Talk about love mm-hmm. relationship. Like yeah. the kind of partner that we always attract. And like we need this something. We know there's something with us. There must be something, but we can't pinpoint it. And this is the beauty and the power of going into the Akashic Records. It's actually your subconscious memories. Like if I have to talk to a doctor about Akashic Records, I would not say Akashic Records. I would say, well, that's the reprogramming of the subconscious memories. And how you do it is bringing the subconscious memories in the conscious mind. And as soon as you become aware of your story, there's a forgiveness magic that happens within you. Mm-hmm. As soon as you remember, as soon as you're aware, it happens already. So this is why I feel like remembering who we are, remembering our soul, and like we see it more and more everywhere. Remember who you are, be authentic, yeah. right? This is like really the trend right now because the source is helping us to remember and we have these tools now. I think Akashic Records is just one of the tools, but it's a very potent one because we can also reprogram right there the story that happened, the trauma that happened and alchemize it in the conscious mind, in the body for this lifetime to move forward and accelerate that transformation. Yeah. And I think that was something that really resonated for me when we were speaking earlier and just hearing you share about it again is that our our bodies our cells our energy it, it holds so much memory right it, there are things that are playing out for us in this lifetime in this lived experience that are not aware in our conscious minds right and this is where we're very quick to go to like, okay, like, let me find out like what's going on with my body and how do I fix it? And like, what, you know, do I need to take and what do I need to like inject myself with and all that kind of stuff. And we're willing to look at the root cause in that way, but we're not willing to look at the root cause in terms of energy, right? Like energetically, why are things unfolding in the way that they are? And just even touching on trauma, right? And the role that plays in terms of the way that our body is going to respond to things, the energy and the vibration that our different organs are holding. It is such a powerful player in the way that our bodies are functioning. Totally. totally. And talking about that, you mentioned the orgasmic birth, right? So let's talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Let's talk about this because this is exactly how connecting to the energy of your body, of each organ, of each cell, of everything that's happening. This is how you can have the most blissful experience of, of a lifetime as, as such a childbirth. Um, I, so, for my, so I had two babies, naturally, and my first one, I did not have the proper support. I was going blindly. I was, again, like very hopeful that I will know. And like I did my prenatal yoga class. I thought that would be great. <laughs> And I got an epidural, like at the end, like I was almost at seven centimeters. They couldn't even do it. And I asked like for the 
the smallest dose because I really wanted this natural birth. But then I was like such struggling and like a nurse scared me, whatever. This is another story. Uh, but then for my second one, I was like, I know I can do this. And so like I uh, trained with a doula. It was a so yoga teacher and she was all about the orgasmic birth. So she told me how to breathe, how to move, how to trust the body, how to listen to the body. And I was also connecting a lot more with my baby. Mm -hmm. And I was educating myself much more on how the birth process is going, how the dance of the baby is going and everything. And when labor came, I was totally, I was only connecting with my third eye. Mm -hmm. and being like feeling that transmission from my third eye to my womb space because the third eye is actually the place that tells you when the cervix is opening which is basically the translation of the contraction or the pain that you feel so by the breath connecting with your third eye to your womb space you can actually also alchemize the pain into pleasure and that my friends, we need to know more about this stuff because that's <laughs> incredible. You basically working with the waves of contraction to stimulate pleasure. And that pleasure is faith. The faith that you are welcoming life in the most beautiful love. The love is already here for baby. You're so excited to meet your baby. You're so excited to have this special time you, you've been growing this human being in your womb space you create bones you create lungs you create heart in your womb i mean how spiritual is that like a soul is coming for you to create every little details for that soul to be have to have this experience on earth right so like i was like such in this beautiful mindset that my whole body just gave it like I completely mm. surrender yeah. and I gave birth on my knees in a hospital saying, I'm sorry, but I did say fuck you to the nurse that was trying to put the baby monitoring on me because I knew everything was going well. Yep. And by, and when my, I did have a private midwife at that time, she knew exactly what I was up to. So when she arrived, she's like, everybody leave her. Like, I got her. And I was able to give birth on my knees in a hospital with no IV, no baby monitoring. Hospital maybe do not want us to know about this because, <laughs> because you're not going to have to spend as much money as they would like to. But seriously, that was just that. And I had a beautiful orgasm. When we talk about the orgasm here, it's really about the relief. Mm -hmm. It's that yep. relief at the very end that you feel because you've been surrounding so well, you've been trusting so well, you've been connecting with baby, that it's like this cause and effect law that's on earth. It's like, oh, you surrendered, you trusted, here you go. Like this beautiful pleasure wave that came in when my, broker, my water broke and then baby came in three pushes. And the most important thing to know about this orgasmic birth is that the recovery afterwards is so smooth. I did not have any tearing. I was basically intact. It was unbelievable. Like really, like I felt so empowered after this. I felt like the connection. And so like my baby is like the most happy little boy today is, is four. <laughs> He's such a happy guy. I feel like, like if we could all welcome humans, like that would be yeah. incredible. And this is why I'm actually doing now a doula training. I'm doing, I'm becoming a certified 
fertility and pregnancy practitioner. Because wow, I, Julie, that's so exciting. Yes, yeah, I'm so excited. And this course is awesome. It's with the Aura Institute and it's all midwife, very experienced midwife, naturopath, doulas that are here to like give you the experience and really empower you to welcome life in the most sacred and holistic way. Like their mantra is the future is holistic, which is something I really believe in. And I think that what I'm realizing is that the work that I do is to really just facilitate the, the life of the souls that came to earth to remember who they are, to remember the sacredness of life. And then everything is just unfolding so beautifully. You, you don't have the same energy. You don't hold so much grudge or like you mm, just, yeah. you have this compassion and this humility that came within you with that work of looking at your shadows, looking at the memories of yourself, all this energy work is really just about you remembering yourself. Mm, I love that. And one of the things that you touched on in what you were just sharing were around getting to know your baby. And I know that was something we had talked about a little bit before in terms of the work that you do and how it's such an important part of the process. Can you share a little bit more about that? Oh my gosh, getting to know your baby. I would even say even preconception, actually. Like you can already preconception as soon as you have the desire to become a parent. I don't think it's only for the woman. I do think it's also for the, for the future father, the man. Or if there's two women or two fathers, but I think it's Whoever is bringing it's, the baby into whatever, the earth. Yep. Whoever is like ready to welcome life in their life, in their family. Um, there's a sense of bringing the sacred right here, right? Because you are basically taking responsibility for bringing a, a, a soul on earth. So connecting with baby can start at the preconception by prayers, by connecting inward too. Like you can place your hands on your womb and just feel that you're ready, feel that desire to become a parent. I think that's very beautiful also to do it on the heart center. And then when you start, when you get pregnant, you can really already start thanking this soul for choosing you. Something that I want to remind every parent and parent-to-be is that whoever comes in your womb to become a little human on earth chose you, specifically you as a parent. And that, just that, I think there's just so much honoring to nurture for that soul who chose you. I think it's such an honor to be chosen, to experience what it is to be a parent. So when it's in, when you're starting to have the creation of the body in the womb, I think it's so important to already start the conversation with that soul. Mm. And it's just like, hey, how are you? Hey, you, <laughs> I feel you. Hey, I know you're here. Just that, right? Like just this tiny little dialogue. And sometimes something that I really like to do is before going to sleep, like especially after the first trimester when you know that everything's good and you kind of feel safer, right? Especially during your first pregnancy, you never know if you have experienced miscarriages or you did abortion before. You, you really want to like connect after the first trimester even more. And sometimes before going to sleep, you can be like, hey, in my dream, I would love you to send me a little message. <laughs> and you might receive crazy dreams <laughs> and, that, and that's fun like that's actually really fun 
And then towards the end of the pregnancy, especially the clients I work with now that I, that wants to experience a blissful birth and that I'm helping them to prepare for that. Towards the end of the pregnancy, it's a lot about, so this is what's going to happen, right? Like letting your baby know internally what you have learning of what's going to happen even for the baby. I feel like preparing the baby for birth is super important. Hmm. They can absolutely feel it. And like, I feel like you prepare them so they're more ready and the birth is really smoother when you talk to baby and you explain, okay, so in a few days or maybe in a few weeks, you this is what's going to happen. You're going to have to go through my canal. My service is going to open for you. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to able to grab you, but if I can grab you, just so you know, I have planned to have you right away on my chest and I'm going to give you milk and I'm going to squeeze you and kiss you. Like you can really get into that little dialogue with your baby because when you do that during birth, you have the connection has been done. And that's what I experienced with my second. And I truly remember when I was opening up and like delaying for him, I remember looking up the sky and feeling so excited because I could feel that we were both totally connecting. Like he was telling me, this is the day. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like he was as excited as me for that birth. And I think that really helped that pleasure hormone, the natural oxytocin to come in and just like give us this amazing experience. Hmm. I would love if you could speak into maybe one of the harder topics in terms of miscarriage or abortion from your perspective. Yes, this is very important. And something that's coming up, I guess, becoming more and more popular is called the death doula. Mm -hmm. And wow, like that resonates so much in me. I do think I am a birth and a death doula. I have guided women to make peace either for miscarriage or abortion. I've been doing inner travel for them. I actually have a library just for that already with like ebooks, supporting herbs, prayers that you can do, the way you can just embrace the experience. I feel like there's so much guilt in both scenarios, right? Like even if it's a miscarriage and you did nothing to lose the embryo or the baby, you can still feel guilty that some that maybe it was you, right? Um, for the abortion, the guilt is youth, youth. And a lot of women regret abortion many years later. And that's like, that's something you want to face with a lot of love and a lot of forgiveness and a lot of compassion because sometimes it actually blocks a pregnancy. Mm, interesting. So, so talk about the memories and the energy that's holding in our body. If you had a miscarriage or an abortion, and you're trying to get pregnant and, you, and you're facing difficulties, that's because you might not have forgiven yourself from these past experiences. Or the soul that left your body might still be there because there were no actual grieving process. Like you did not give the time to be conscious of what was happening. Mm -hmm. And so... I mean, this is a whole ceremony, either for miscarriage or abortion. It really depends. I feel like abortion, it's being at peace with your decision. It's really being at peace with your intention here. 
and always remember that the soul chose that experience as well. There's no soul, especially at that level, when we're talking about a soul in the womb space, the soul knows exactly what it's doing. And I feel this is so important. Like it has nothing to do with you. It has something to do with you in the fact that you did agree to have that experience. Yes. Mm -hmm. But the fact that soul came and then left, that was part of their own contract. And there's a lot of purifying doing so. You know, when we talk about, we're going to talk about karma. I feel like this is like, this is going to karma, <laughs> right? Like this being contract and things that we have done. And sometimes pain and the, the lack of control is the only test to really awaken your consciousness to more compassion, to more humility, to more sacredness towards life. Mm -hmm. To yeah. give value to life, you need sometimes to sacrifice something or lose something. And then like life gets more valued. This is what happened in this experience of abortion. And miscarriages is a little more, I feel, I don't want to say more difficult, but there is a real grief process that comes with it like it's mm -hmm. uh, you're really saying goodbye to a soul that you're with mm -hmm. um and not because you wanted to right like mm -hmm. you had you did not have control on that that was not your intention your intention may have really been to stay to keep that pregnancy alive and have this baby so there, like usually I do more than a ceremony this is usually even sometimes a three-month process Mm -hmm. uh, where we, I see my client every two weeks and we really go through the depth of what happened and we do a lot of forgiveness, we do a lot of rituals, we have many different tools. It's very customized, right? It's very, like, it really depends on what this woman is going to need to hear or to feel and to do. But we do, I even light a candle. Mm -hmm. I even do prayers for this soul. I... Actually, even in abortion, I help the soul see the light mm -hmm. to make sure that they're going back to where they're supposed to go, to the source of the soul realm. That, that procedure of like guiding the soul to the light is so important because sometimes the, the souls are not really, they still, they, they, they haven't have the, the conscious, or not the consciousness, but the feeling that the mom have accepted the the departure and is gonna stay because they're really attracted by that love frequency that we have. Mm. And but that but then the body is still might still feel that it's pregnant. It's yeah. super interesting. Like this is all energy. Yeah. But you wow. still might feel it. So making sure that like consciously the mom knows that the soul reached the light and the soul is good. A lot of mom in this moment are like, but how is this baby feeling? Like, how is this soul feeling? Like, I feel so bad. Like, I couldn't hold this soul. And, and like telling them, no, the soul is actually beautiful and happy and calm and at peace and reaching the light now, that also brings peace within the mom. And that's mm. very important. Yeah. yeah. And you had also spoken a little bit about the use of herbs in your practice as well. I would love for you to share a little bit about that. 
Okay, I got super fascinated by herbs. So first of all, I trained with three different herbs along the way of my spiritual journey. First for me to know what's going on, how to, I could support my hormonal system with herbs. So the first herb that came with me, it was not a herb, it was a mushroom. <laughs> it was the Shatavari mushroom. And there was like this like brown powder that smells so bad. It doesn't taste <laughs> as bad, but it smells really bad. But that was like a great support for the hormonal system. And then I learned about herbs for yoni steaming. So mm. I do. I love yoni steaming. I'm a big I fan. Love I, I like yoni say to my steaming. friends all the time, I'm like, y'all want to go get some yoni steam? They're like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's when I lived so in good. Texas, I went all the time because I had a place right around the corner. It was amazing. Yes, it's so good for you. And so I, have, I wanted to like train more in herbs for that. So this is when I heard about mugwort and motherwort and chamomile and roses and nettle and so so many different herbs and then i trained to know like the perfect blends to do hydrating yoni steam missing period yoni steam or like very painful cramping and i have a lot of friends who are both 45 years old and a lot of them are already being told that they're going to have their uterus removed mm. and i feel like this is something we really need to so spread more like it's very common to have your uterus removed after 45 years old these women won't tell you because they don't want to scare you or whatever but like if you talk to a doctor they're like oh yeah 45 year old like i think it's like 72 percent in the wow. united states after I 45 years wow it's huge huge and and it's not just because they took the pill. It's not just because the poor diet. It's because they never detoxified their yoni. And this is what yoni steaming does, right? Like you have the steam coming up. It's opening your pores. And it's allowing you to purge old energy. We're bleeding every month for a reason. Mm -hmm. We are in need to recycle our blood, to recycle our energy. It's all energy. And when you do a unisteming, like for example, a woman who had a previous partner and she's so done and like she doesn't want his energy anymore, but she can still feel him inside of her. I'm like, do a unisteming. And ask the steam to like get rid of that energy from your sacral. And they do that. And usually like you really feel it. You're like, oh my gosh. And like you may lose some kind of mucus and stuff and you're like oh my gosh that was like inside and you're like wow <laughs> it gives you like such a beautiful purge and it's all about recycling that energy transmuting purging releasing so i love herbs for that and also like how they can nourish your yoni differently and then now with the certification i'm doing as a fertility doula and also pregnancy i'm learning a lot about how to and this is super cool how to rejuvenate the quality of your eggs. Whoa. Yes. Like that is super are, cool. It's super cool. Speaking so they have as like, somebody who's about to turn 36 and is hoping to be able to do that's amazing yes. to hear. You are yeah, and that's like that's how incredible it is. Like so herbs can really help you to rejuvenate the quality of your eggs. So like when you go to a doctor like, oh you Egg storage is not that great. Like the quality of the eggs or the follicles are not that great. You're like, oh, okay, you can go in the following year doing like drinking these herbs and finding like this regimen of 
healthy whole foods, but especially like drinking this supporting hormonal herbs. And your test is going to be super different. I had a client, by the way, I guess records reading every program it works beautifully on that too. But I had a client, she exploded her fertility test this year compared wow, to last year. She so could not cool. believe it. It's incredible. And something the naturopath that in my training has said, like, yeah, no, like when they tell you that you don't have, you have a low quality eggs, it's not forever. Like you can't switch that. Because I feel like we, we learn about our disease, our condition, like my PCOS condition. And we feel like, oh, like I'm doomed, right? Like this is it. Mm -hmm. yep. It's not. Your body is so smart. Like say you can alchemize everything. This is a magical vessel. Mm -hmm. You can do everything with it. Also, that makes me think about something I want to talk about right now. I don't know why, but it really comes in. Let it come um, through. Like my friend, who is a big advocate of free birth, mm -hmm. uh, which is a novel level of giving birth, she was, was telling her about, oh, like all these women that get sued, you get sued when you are tearing after giving birth. And she was like, the body knows so much better because when you sue, you actually like add more. Yeah. You like add scar more tissue. wounds. Mm -hmm. And that creates a lot of scar tissues. Well, like if you let the body heal by itself, She's like in 10 days, sometimes like you can totally recover from the cheering naturally. So like we trusting the body. I think this is the era we're going into. Remembering our soul, trusting that body is super intelligent. There's a physical intelligence. There's an emotional intelligence. Everything you're going through has a reason behind it. There's no injustice. There's like you're not a victim. You are a very sovereign being. You just forgot about it. Mm, yeah. And I think that's something where for so many different reasons that you and I could probably talk for three hours about, we have created generations of women who are afraid of birth, right? They're literally Very. terrified of birth. And it is something that the more I have gone through my spiritual awakening and the more that I have just allowed my consciousness to be opened up and just see the miracle, right? That is the body that can essentially transmute into a portal or bringing this baby, this soul earth side. It, it's so incredible to me. And I think, wow, why is this something that we're so terrified of? And it is just this deep fear that has been embedded into us. I remember I was just mm -hmm. talking to my mom not that long ago and she was saying about how my grandmother was put to sleep, like was given anesthesia, like didn't even actually experience the birth of her children. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then, right, we go into that generational thinking like, okay, like I was an egg in my mom's system when she was in my grandmother. So I'm like, I like essentially had that type of trauma because of what my grandmother experienced. So that was something where I'm like, wow, like this has been going on for a long time that we have systematically been bringing women and birth givers, right? Like away from the truth of their biology. And that absolutely. is something that absolutely needs to change. <laughs> it absolutely needs to change. And it's super interesting that you said that because I actually had a video from one of the midwives that gives me all these courses. And she did a video. It's very interesting on how these women were 
completely asleep. My grandmother was one of them too. Mm, And my mom always said that she was suffering of not being seen in conversation of things like that. And she thinks that's because she was not recognized by her mother when she was born. And when you look at, like you can actually do research on that. Like there's a lot of pictures, it's disgusting. Doctor will literally take the baby by the feet. Right. So can you imagine that like your mom's not even breath. present? Your mom is not, your mom even... is not present. She's <laughs> unconscious. You come out of the womb space where everything was so warm and so loving. And all of a sudden, someone is coldly taking you from the feet, cutting the cord, which by the way, has a tons of fluid to give you until you're done receiving that fluid. It's very important to let the umbilical cord for a little bit like usually between 20 minutes to an hour, but that's another topic. But anyway, like think about the trauma of that baby. I mean, and then you just grew up as an adult and you have these issues. You have no idea why. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And today what happened is that when you look at the movies, women are screaming. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Talk about like fear tactics. Oh, right. So you look, <laughs> you watch a movie, you're 12 years old. There's a woman giving birth in that movie. You just see terror, screaming, and the, cursing. The, yeah, like fear. The, crying. the mom is like sweating. It is like a crisis. Crazy. Like it is it's an crisis. absolute crisis. It's, <laughs> it's. I would even say it's a death threat. So I think that a lot of women see birth as if they were going to have the most pain and maybe even die. And I'm not saying that, like, it doesn't happen. I mean, today, a lot of deaths happen after C-section surgery, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That there's a lot about that, too. So it's like, think about my experience when I said to really trust and enter dialogue with my baby, educate myself. I did educate myself a lot on how it's going to happen. Trust that my body wants to do this because sometimes you talk to some women about the education part. They're like, I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm seeing these I'm, bones I'm opening. You, like, I think knowledge is power, right? The more that we know, the more we can understand, the more we can just understand that it's going to be okay. Yes. And like the association with birth today is pain and death threat and danger. Yeah, right into that sympathetic nervous system, right? It's the opposite of relaxation. We're essentially giving birth while we're under fight or flight mode. Exactly. I have to say, I for my second baby, they wanted to induce me because his stomach was lower than average. I'm petite. I have a very small stomach. And it was not my regular OBGYN because I was doing with this private midwife practice. Mm-hmm. So it was a different doctor. And he wanted me to come two times a week for sonograms. It was $350 a sonogram. So obviously, like, he wanted me to come as much as possible because uh, he was out of pocket, too. So easy money for them. And I refused that. The nurse who, now, not even the nurse, like, the secretary, when that, she said, when I said that I, would not, I was not going to come twice a week, she was like, so you're putting your baby in danger? These are the kind of words that you're going to receive, right? Same thing when I did, I said no for the inducement to that doctor. Is like, well, 
it's you or your it's you and your baby and like you you're just putting that the health of your baby in danger like they are so threatening like it sounds like you are the problem and right. you don't know what you're doing right yeah like the mom doesn't know what she's doing we are the doctors we're gonna tell her what to do we're gonna to induce we're gonna put them on her back so it's gonna be very difficult for the baby to come out yeah. And then when the hurt is going to drop, we're going to give her some medicine and then whatever will happen, right? But C-section is very expensive. It's a lot of money. Like you get a ton of money from that. So anyway, I think that like a lot of women today plan the C-section because at least like that, they know what to, they know what to expect and it feels safer. But the fact that they think like that is this whole society and also what they've been told to do, even at the preconception or like the first trimester visit. Mm-hmm. Like you, you are encouraged to know what's going to happen, not knowing that you can, that your body knows how to do it. They're not teaching you how to, they're not showing you how your body is going to do it. They're going to tell you that at least with a C-section, the date, we're here. We can have a plastic surgeon to like make sure all the layers that we cut are being uh, put back together. That's what they said to me. Because my first was supposed to be, a, it was a bridge baby. Mm-hmm. And so it was supposed to be a C-section. And to soothe me, my OBGYN said, oh, but I had this beautiful, awesome uh, plastic surgeon. She will make sure that we get all your layers back together. Because there's many layers that they cut for a C-section. It's not just like a one single cut. Like it right, doesn't, yeah. but they don't tell you that either. Nope, you gotta uh, get all the way down to the uterus. <laughs> exactly, it's a lot of layers of skin. And think about the scar tissues that comes with that mm-hmm. once you have a C-section. It's just, it's a lot of recovery. And I don't think women, I think women should avoid going through that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially after experiencing orgasmic birth. I'm like, okay, like this, is, this has to be known. Yeah. And I think that's why it is so important for us to be able to have these conversations, right? Just to put this out there so that people can become aware that they have options, right? Whether you feel like this is something that aligns for you or not, at least you now have the awareness that there are many different ways to walk this journey, to walk this path, to get the support that you need. If you really feel like, yep, I want to go for medicine and injections and doctors and C-sections or whatever. And that's what feels good for you. Okay, great. But at least now that you have choices. You have the information. And I think going back to, again, really bringing us full circle, there's so much power in being able to understand the energy that we carry, the energy of our bodies, the energy that we would be bringing through our bodies and connecting with the energy of the baby. And I can guarantee you that there are probably a bunch of people listening to this episode when it airs that are like, oh my gosh, I have to work with Julie. So Julie, can you just take a minute and let people know what your offerings are, how best to connect with you? I'd really appreciate that. Of course. Also, I just want to add that some soul won't come until you clear the things out of mm. the body. Mm. There are memories in you that the souls are so pure right now. The souls that want to come are so pure that they want you to release what trauma and what past, past wounds have been carried into you so they can come. Yeah. With, and that with is very like, specific to like this time 
yeah, like on our planet, right? There is, and this is something Julie and I could probably do a whole other episode about, but like where we are at right now in the timeline, the souls that are coming through, just like Julie said, really, again, like this is something where I know that Julie and I align in terms of how we believe, if you believe differently, so much respect to you. But in terms of looking at things from a different perspective, if you are struggling, really, again, taking a look at the energy that you're carrying through and the energy that you're holding, because we have some really powerful souls that are coming earthside um, oh, you know, yeah. now and, and moving forward. So we have to prepare for them. Yes. And this world, that means also this world is definitely going to get better. We are so much more aware. So the offers I have right now, I have my one-on-one healing call, which is like a one-time discovery of your Akashic records, getting to know your soul. We dive deep into your own consciousness and your subconscious. We bring to the surface a lot of memories and I, that also gives you tons of cleansing, energy cleansing without, within the whole body, mm. uh, which is very powerful. We are strengthening the foundation, right? Like feeling safe. Feeling safe in your body is so, so, so important. So this is basically what happens in this one-time healing call. It's an hour and a half. So it's like we take our time to, I like to take my time. I like to have efficient results. I'm here for immediate results, by the way. Like everything I do, like you're going to feel it at the end of the session. <laughs> and then I have a three-month or a six-month guidance programs where it's all about being an intuitive woman. It's called Intuitive Womanhood, and which is the name of my website too, intuitivewomanhood.com. And it's really about getting to know you on a soul level and awaken, activate that intuition and trusting that intuition, getting to know how to trust your intuition because yeah. we're very intuitive, but sometimes we're like, oh, I don't know, I have all these fears and all these filters and all these beliefs. So it's really about completely transforming your life. Mm-hmm. If you do a program with me, either you are looking to get pregnant or you're looking to regenerate your the quality of your eggs of your body yeah. of your trust in yourself are you ready for more abundance you're ready to like get rid of these toxic patterns this is a transformational three months or six months journey mm-hmm. and then there's like little like it really depends on what the woman is looking for but everything is really based on the intuitive womanhood concept so of course i talk about miscarriages abortion um grief is a big part of this work because we also grieving part of ourselves during the process a lot of inner child healing right so that yeah that's just like very important so it's all on my website at the moment and there are mini courses that's going to be online and more affordable coming up i have one right now it's called the soul healing bundle it's i believe 55 dollars and it's for inner travel to like connect with your soul because this is really what we're here for to remember our soul yeah oh my gosh julie like i might honestly like my cheeks hurt from like smiling <laughs> this whole time like we've been on for just about an hour now and like i'm telling you my face hurts just like from smiling <laughs> i love your energy i love your message i think that this is just such important vital information for everyone for all of humanity to be able to be aware of these things we will absolutely be putting all of your links in the show notes. And I know me personally, like right after I get off this call, I'm going to be like popping on your website because I'm like, (laughs) I need to get to working with you, Julie, because this is just so important. I can't imagine not doing that with the phase of life that I'm in personally. So again, just giving so much gratitude to being introduced to you, to connecting with you. And thank you so much for your time and for sharing your passion with us and your energy and your mission and your soul purpose. 
so, 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 so grateful. You're amazing, Amber. Thank you so much. And I do feel like we are definitely going into the remembrance of the sacred life. Life is so sacred. Humans are so sacred. We got this. Thank you so much for having me. This was so special. There you have it. Another episode of the Sacred Leadership Podcast on the books. I hope your time spent here served you and nourished you. Join us every Tuesday for more honest conversations and powerful insights. Remember, exceptional leaders share the wealth. Send this episode to someone who would benefit, leave a review to let others know about the show, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Talk to you soon.